we played at Leighton Wingate and after the game, we're jumping on the coach and there's a fish and chip shop just 50 yards down the road. So as we were fit and healthy, we'd already had a few beers. We went to get fish and chips down the road. And when we're coming back, Joel Richo drops his head down. There's this car park there and there's this little old lady sitting in the passenger seat. John wanted to know what the time was. So he put his head down to go, excuse me, love, can you tell me the time? As he's put his head there, she's panicked and she's wound her window up on his head. So he's got his head stuck in the door. It really hurt him. And he's just kicked her door. And um, she goes, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. So anyway, we all jumped back on the coach. We went. Ten minutes later, the police pulled the coach over. The woman gets on and she's walking up and down trying to find John Richard. What we'd done, he wasn't on the coach. Bob King had taken his car. So John had jumped in his car and he took him back to Windsor. So the coach got pulled over and they couldn't find Richo. Welcome to the latest episode of Wearing the Red and Green. In this week's podcast, I speak to our former defender, John Mitchell. John made his debut for Windsor back in 1975 and he went on to make over 400 appearances for the club. He's regarded by many as the finest right back to have ever worn the red and green. We discuss those Athenian league title successes, all those FA Cup runs, what he enjoyed most about Windsor and Eton and just why police boarded the team coach following a game away at Leighton Wingate. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast, John. Brilliant to have you on. Yeah, pleased to be here, Michael. Thank you. How are things? All good? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Plenty of golf, but no sunshine at the moment. (laughs) Now, listen, I've got a ton of questions I'm going to throw at you this evening. Um, And I want to start by rewinding back all the way to the beginning and where where your affinity with Windsor started. Because I know you played your first game in 1975. But I'm also very conscious that your brother played at the club. Um, so I'd love to know, kind of, yeah, how did it, how did it all start with Windsor? Well, I I don't remember it too much. In uh, I, I was ten, my dad right. used to drag me out to watch some football because my older brother Alan was playing, and so we used to go home and away games at, down at Sag Meadow. Um, we'd be off to Eastbourne on the coach, etc. All, all around the place watching um, Alan. And that was in, yeah, 1966. Um, so Alan's about 12 years older than me. So he was just early 20s when he was scoring goals for Windsor. I was going to say, and Alan was a successful forward at Windsor, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I think he was top goal scorer a couple of seasons at least. And he was playing with um, Mickey Hill, Noel Shields, Ray Mortimer, yeah, and I remember the goalkeeper Alan Binfield. Yeah, I used to go. Noel Shields used to take me and Alan up to watch Tottenham midweek games, so I know Noel very well. So, from a playing perspective, how did it come about in terms of you know your journey into the first team? <clears throat> okay, so for me, Alan he he left Windsor and he was playing over at Egham. Yeah. So when I was around sixteen. Um, I was playing over at Egham Reserves um, for two or three years. Johnny Graham was the manager over at Egham, and he kept wanting me to go as substitute with the first team. And I didn't want to go as substitute with the first team. I was playing in the reserves regular. We were playing some lovely games like Dulwich Hamlet and all all the big clubs in the reserve section. So I was going to lovely grounds and he wanted me to sit on the bench. And but basically I said, well, I'd rather be playing in the reserves. And he gave me an ultimatum, even though he wasn't paying me anything. Yeah. Um, he said, well, you either come with the first team or we don't need you. So I left and um, I went to Windsor. And I don't really know how that came about. I can only remember that... Um, John Hollis was the manager at the time. Yeah. 
and um i found the program with my first game in it um where i was playing left wing number 11 shirt left wing love left that. wing yeah in the uh purple and gold kit yeah of course because at the time we Windsor played in the purple and gold the royal colors yeah and that that was um december 75 and so a couple of questions there what was um what was john hollis like as a manager he he was he was a very tall guy very well dressed uh very imposing so um it wasn't a laugh you know he didn't <laughs> have fun um he he was it was quite quite strict so um not not my ideal manager i would say but uh and how long did you remain on the left wing for well um at the end of that season so the very next season i was off to hayes and it, it's it's weird because i was in midfield at egham yeah and then i was playing left wing at windsor and when i went to hayes because they were in the premier of the isthmian uh my brother said to me look you're going to struggle in there in that division so say you play fullback. So I said I played right back. Um, so at Hayes, we had Bobby Ross, an ex-Brentford player, was the manager. I said I was right back. When I got there, I found out the captain was right back. <laughs> um, so I ended up playing in and out of the side at left back. Right. So I, I played a season there at left back. And then towards the end of that season, um, which was creeping into 76 and that was um when i sort of left there and joined windsor i got uh, a call from colin lipier yeah um as was the case um it was either colin or brian they dealt individually with different people and colin was my <laughs> my link and um yeah i signed for windsor um and it, it was a weird time, really, because that was just, I think, just after they'd taken over. Yeah. And I think I played with a different goalkeeper every two weeks. Uh, we had players in and out. I must have gone through in that first season, probably, I don't know, 200 different players in and out. It was crazy. It settled down. When you look back at that period, just before coming back to Windsor, so playing at left back and left wing, when yeah. you reflect back, did that did that really then help improve your game? Because I guess even though when you oh, did yeah. move to right back, being over that ability to, you know, both right yeah. and left must have really yeah. been to your advantage. Yeah, I, I wasn't too bad with my left foot, so it wasn't it wasn't a problem as long as you're not ball down the line early. Yeah, you had plenty of space down there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, I played in several positions. I, I, I was goalkeeper at school for one, one year. Uh, then I played midfield. Then I went to Egham midfield, Windsor left wing, Hayes left back, and then Windsor right back, where I stayed for yeah, yeah, yeah. quite a few years. Um, Sunday morning, I was playing centre forward. Um, and then in later years, I just, just played sweeper because you didn't <laughs> have to move around too much. <laughs> so yeah so yeah anywhere really um i i was standing goalkeeper for windsor woking um if a goalkeeper got injured because you didn't have one sitting on the bench uh, of course yeah i was the guy that that will go and goal now that as you were saying when you when you rejoined windsor there was a lot of uh turnover in players at what time did it yes, kind it. of really start settling down and that squad started to really develop um well so that was what 77 that i started i was playing then uh steve mcclurg and mcphee mm -hmm. uh, mark rose roger harris alan few yeah um, within two years we were probably only left with roger harris um and he played through until he played in the wimbledon game which was what 80 um so um that's that's really I think once once we started getting the the autumn boys, when Bob King um, and Ross and that came over, that that was the start of it becoming settled. How early did you start 
to realise that that side was going to be something special? Um, I think we're, I, I think our results just started to kicking in. Um, I mean, y- you didn't really, I guess, look that special on that mud patch, um, <laughs> but but we could play on a good surface and, and we could play in that mud. So I think, you know, one, once we started having our little cup runs, because when I first went there, we were getting knocked out of the Burks and Bucks Cup. Um, we were going out of the Vars early. So I, I'd say probably two years. Um, yeah. And and keep swapping goalkeepers. So once Kev Mitch came, yeah. um, and then we had a pretty steady back four with me, Colin, and, and uh, Bob, Bob King. Um, and then we got Gary Edwards in at left back. Then it changed to Gary Woodcraft. And that that five of us um, probably went through six six years, seven years yeah, maybe. Yeah. So um, with Kevin in goal. So we were fairly steady at the back. I was going to ask this question later on, but how important is that as, as a defender to, to really have that solid back line where you knew your games inside out? Um, uh, what was what was good was you always knew that Bob and Colin were going to stay. They're, yeah. they're, they're not like the centre-halves of today where they start coming forward with the ball. So, I mean, I didn't like... You know, I, I like going forward. I could go forward knowing that the other three would still be there. So, yeah, I found it very helpful. And did you have to work hard at trying to build that relationship as well with, I guess, like, say, Kevin Hill in front of you. Yeah, well, Ke- Kevin's from Langley, the same as me. We played local football together. Uh, we played over on the park, you know, together. So you knew each other inside um, out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we got the same. We were lucky there. We had Jeff Chapman, Trevor Barron, uh, Floyd Dennis, um, yeah, all, all from from Slough, Langley area. So yeah. we had a pretty local team, other than we brought in the boys from Orton. Orton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, a few of the games that you, you referenced there, or some of the cup runs. So in those early periods, we had the VAR, we had a couple of big VARs runs getting to quarterfinals and semi-finals. What were your memories of, of those runs? And at, at what point, particularly in the second season, <laughs> did you and the squad think, we could actually go all the way here? I think after probably we played up at Hal's Owen when we were in what was that probably the last sixteen, or yeah, yeah. Then then we were sort of getting a taste for for going to Wembley, um, and, and then when we got down to the last eight the next year and down to the last four, one of my big regrets is is not not winning that that game against Wickham and get playing at Wembley, but. There you go. When you look back, do you think you, the side could have done anything different in those games? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> I do. Um, I, I think because we were getting kicked to bits. I mean, I, I was the right back. I was getting kicked. You know, if I went past the winger, they, he was kicking me, bringing me down. So we were getting loads of free kick all in our own half. And we didn't, we didn't get a call from the side to change anything but but sort of looking back on it I just think if we just started pinging the ball into Ross McCulloch up front and get some free kicks up there that that might have done the trick but you know we we kept playing the way we played and we nearly made it but we didn't yeah I guess the key in those games isn't it is you probably need to get some kind of lead in that first leg from when you have the home game first to take something up there. Well, well, they they kicked us down here as well. So yeah, 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 um, yeah. But up there we had a northern referee who might have been influenced a little bit by the the crowd that were standing right on the pitch, right on the pitch line. What was that like as a right back? Being because obviously you had a bit of you <laughs> Kevin and Goal wasn't right behind you, but from right back. You know, you must be yeah, well, right on that touch. No, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly remember it being too intimidating. Um, we just got on with the game, but things were going against us. Um, I think that's when uh, Roger Harris got sent off, isn't it? Mm. Um, a 50-50 tackle 
the ball bounced was sort of a, a yard in the air and both players went for it. I think they both missed each other and he sends Roger off. He could easily have sent the other guy off, but there you go. Colin Smith got clouted and got carried off, didn't play the second half. Um, and we had a young lad come on as sub. Well, it was a struggle, but when we got to the last minutes of extra time, you're hoping for the replay, which, you know, but no, we never quite made it. Now, another another game, which you, you mentioned earlier, Wimbledon FA Cup, the first time for years that the club had got to that stage of the FA Cup. And I think a lot of people forget that Windsor at that time, you know, that Athenian League was probably the equivalent to the combined counties that Windsor FC are in now. Yeah. You know, for a certain <clears throat> level to yeah. get the first round proper in the FA Cup, it was huge. Yeah, I mean, really, looking at all the cup runs we had, I look back at that one and think that that one was massive because I think we played preliminary rounds and then we played rounds against uh, Isthmian League sides. Yeah. Two, two Tina Mitchum were second in their division in the Premier. And we went there and we beat them 3-0. Um, what, what, who else? We played Waterlooville, um, Gosport, and I don't know, Staines or Kingstonian or somebody. But all the sides were higher divisions to us. But we... We outplayed them. Yeah, we had a good side. And that's one thing I was going to ask. Again, another question I was going to ask later on. I asked Jeff Chapman this as well. Do you think, because obviously that squad got together when the club was in the Athenian League. If that squad would have, say, got together and we were in the <clears throat> Ithmian League, yeah. League One, for example, so we'd have been two steps higher up the level. How yeah. far you think that squad could have progressed to? Like, could it have got to conference? Well, that's a that's a really good question um, because whilst you're trying to get your team together, we were obviously playing lower level sides, so maybe that made it easier for us to actually gel. Uh, if we were already in the first division of the Isthmian, it may not have been so. True so easy but that side that we played in the Athenian and we were stuck in there we won it what for about the last three or four years we were winning the league coming second league and cup double we we shouldn't be in that league and then as you know in what was it what year 80 we went to Woking because Brian yeah. and Colin went and that same team <clears throat> without Chris Yates just Chris stayed, but the rest of us went to the Premier. And at Christmas, we were third in the league. Yeah. We've beaten Sutton, who were top, and we were third in the league. So I think that the results that we, you know, showed in the Premier showed the quality of the side that we had. Was totally. And you say you had third in the league, and if you'd have added Chris Yates to that yeah. team... Yeah. At that point, well, yeah, you know, you won't put money against Sutton winning it, but yeah, but we did, we did beat them, yeah, totally, totally. I'm going to come on to that Woken move in a sec, but one other game yeah. from that period was Red Star Belgrade. What was, what was mm. that like? Again, Athenian League club playing a team who, at yeah. the time, were a champion European Cup, but Champions League as it is now. Yeah, yeah, you know, they were going off to play or, into Milan or someone. Yeah in the quarterfinals of the European Cup the next And suddenly week. they're yeah. playing Windsor and Eton. I mean, what that must yeah. be like as, a, as an individual to, to be up for them Or for us. <laughs> for you, I mean, for you though, right? What yeah, no, it's, been... it was, it's fantastic. I mean, the, Windsor as a club is a fantastic club to have been at because of the players that were there, because how well we all got on together. Um, you know, for the committee... You know, all the supporters, everything was was spot on there. Everything was the best club I've ever been to. But we also had some great rewards down there, you know, playing Arsenal several times. Yeah. Played Chelsea, played Tottenham, Red Star Belgrade. We played Panathinaikos. 
which you don't know about, do you? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we played them around about the time we played Red Star. We played them over at Bracknell on the Sports Centre. Um, huh. But uh, I think that was a nil-nil because they weren't as good as Red Star. <laughs> they managed to hold us. <laughs> so how did that game come about? Well, like, again, were they just over? And... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and, and then when you throw in all those you know, bigger teams that we played, like like your Suttons and that when we were in the Athenian League. You know, we, we had some 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 good games that were you know, you can be proud to have, have been in. Now when you went to Woking and was that I was about was it a difficult decision or was it an easier decision because everyone yeah. went on mass? <clears throat> well, I guess we didn't know who else was going. Right. Oh, you uh, did. Okay. Well, but um, you know, it was premier of the Isthmian. Yeah. Um, their pitch was like Wembley. Um, the club different to Stag Meadow. Well, it it's probably a bit like someone I don't know coming out of Brighton and going to Man United. Yeah. You yeah. know, facility wise and and that. You know, it's it was just different different yeah. class. Uh, and as Brian and Colin have gone, and like you say, most of the team have gone, it was, you know, just no no decision really. We we just Chris Chris would have gone if Jeff hadn't taken over at Windsor. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and with him, it might have done better. But saying that, um, they collapsed um, just after Christmas. They decided to cut the wages. And couldn't maintain. I think they thought we were safe in the league, um, so they could just cut all the money and not get relegated. So that's then a lot of people started. You know, we all sort of went back to Windsor. Really, most of us. And so that was an easy decision to go back to Windsor. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now, when you came back, and obviously the whole squad came back, the success just continued. Um, now, before we go FA Cup and Bournemouth, there was a championship winning side in Div 1. What do you remember of that, that, that season in particular? Because I remember looking at in a programme and literally you went through the appearance list and we hardly used any players. Literally, everyone no. played like 60 games, 60 games, 60 yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think one season I played 61 games. Um, yeah, I mean, you you had your your eleven players. You didn't rotate anybody. You only put players in if somebody got injured. Yeah, uh, and that's the way it was. So if you were a sub, you needed like like I was at um, Egham. He wanted me to go sub. If you want to play, you you have to go somewhere else. So you know your choice. But you know if you want to play in those days, you had to go. But you know what, doesn't that probably show as well when you look at football today, you know, the amount of injuries that get picked up in today's game versus, you know, if you say back then, the amount of games that you guys were playing, mm. 60 games a season, hardly anyone got injured. Yeah. Probably because one of the reasons there, as you say, there was only one sub. And now yeah. it's probably players are in so much of a comfort zone. Well, I guess they're all getting kicked in training sessions from the players that are trying to get in the team nowadays. So yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah, true, <clears throat> true, true. Yeah. So, do you have yeah. any memories from that league season? No. Um, uh, you know, once I started reading through your book, I sort of it made me realise. Wow, <laughs> didn't we do well? No. I mean, I, I just think we just went out and played. Um, yeah. every, everybody enjoyed it everybody had a good laugh yeah you know, we joked about we had a few beers after games and after training i heard there was some a players had few, them i before. heard there was a sneaky few beers before some of the games uh, i think that's probably not true but maybe maybe we did <laughs> used to get picked up at, at the pub down in Iver, the cookie billet if we were going out uh sort of Hart hertfordshire way so yeah, if the coach is late, yeah, maybe we did. <laughs> don't don't remember it that well, Michael. 
<laughs> Kevin does. He, nah. Kevin named and shamed. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So let's go FA Cup. So like Bournemouth the, the, and Burton Albion games in particular that year. Oh, my two my two favourite games are Burton Albion and uh, Gillingham. But they're two games that we played excellent. And unfortunately, the Gillingham one, we just fell short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had a good side, didn't they? Cascarino played in that. Yeah, yeah they they did have a few top players. How hostile was the Burton game? Oh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that that was um, pretty hostile. Um, I think they were definitely expecting to beat us. Yeah. They had Neil Walnut as their manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's not necessarily the friendliest of uh, guys. Um, and he does like to wind his team up and get them working hard and maybe kicking hard. But we were lucky. They they went 1-0 up after a few minutes or 10 minutes or so. And they sort of left us alone for a little while. Um, and we scored just before half time. Um, and I think it was just before half time, Ross went into a tackle with the centre half. and They broke his leg, didn't they? Their centre half broke his leg. So that made it a bit worse for the crowd were not happy. And, and straight after half time, we scored a second goal. I think Trevor Bowen got one and Kevin Hill got one. Um, and so we were two run up with like 40 minutes to go. And oh my God, it was not easy. <laughs> I think they probably had about 15 corners in the last three or four minutes. Yeah, I remember Kevin saying that. But yeah, it was, they just couldn't score. Um, and then we got the reward, didn't we? So where were you when? Um... I've asked this to everyone, but where were you when the draw come through? Um, I can't remember. I've tried thinking of of that, you know, when you've asked others on other yeah, yeah, podcasts. Yeah. And I I don't know. Do you remember what you thought? What what you're feeling now? You think, my God, Manchester. Uh, uh, it it it's just a you know a shame that we didn't do the job because one thing I I, I would put money on was that Burton Albion would have beaten Bournemouth. Easily, mm. but an Albion were much better than, than Bournemouth. But yeah, um, we, but we did the job. You know, it's goals that count. Yeah, totally. I mean, we could have nicked that first. We we could have nicked that one at Stagmeadow, we could, didn't we? we? Yeah, but also when we went away, mm. we weren't too shabby. Yeah, we were yeah, yeah. nil nil half time. Yeah, and um, their guys smacked one in from about 20, 25 yards just inside the post to put them one nil up, you know, and then, and then we pushed and then we let one in near the end because we were still pushing. So uh, disappointing because of the, the reward after it. So it's the same as the Wickham game. The reward was Wembley, that game, the reward was Old Trafford. Totally. Um, we didn't quite make it, but, now that's but we had plenty of things there, plenty of games that we won plenty of cups and leagues that we won, FA Cup runs that we went on that, you know. I mean, it's just a magical time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Absolute magical time. Yes. Now, that following season, um, a few games in, which would have been our first season in that Premier Division, Jeff left to go to Woking. How much of a shock, surprise was that for the squad at the time? Um, I don't know, really. I guess it was a bit of a surprise that he would be going down a division. Um, Because if I remember rightly, when we we left Woking and went back to Windsor, they were in the Premier and we were in two. And then that first season we got back, we went up to one and they came down to one. Yeah. And the next season we went up to Premier and they went down to two. Um, They didn't have the players. Windsor got the players back and Windsor got into their position in the league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That Jeff would go there. I don't know. I think it must have been like personal. I don't think 
um, yeah, I think I think he loves he loves Woking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he played for him previously, didn't he? Before yeah. he came to Windsor in the first place. Yeah. Um, so maybe like we all love Windsor. Um, he had that for Woking. Yeah. Did Alf? Did Alf? Well, so Alf took over, and obviously he'd been um, Jeff's number two for all those years anyway. But did Alf instill anything different? when he took over as manager for that season? Uh, yeah, well, with, with Jeff and with Brian and Colin, um, I think what you got came from the players alone. Mm. So we, we would be out training. Um, we would sort out set pieces. We sort of, you got you got what the players could give you. So being yeah. in the Athenian League, playing like that, it's like playing over the park. Yeah. The best team wins. But when, when you were with Alf, Alf, it, it was coaching. You were coached. And that 85, then 85-86, which was your last season at Windsor, did it feel like stuff was coming to the end at that point? Because obviously I remember at the end of that season, a number of players left or retired. Did it feel like the end of the era? Um, <clears throat> we we all had a chance to stay, um, and I think I did pre-season training, and John Clements was the new manager. Yeah, uh, and we we had a few chats. I didn't feel like I wanted to stay, so Slough Town had been um, sort of knocking, and so uh, big mistake though. But I, I went to Slough. Uh, with Roy Davies was over there and was, wasn't was good. Uh, the atmosphere was nothing like Windsor. You had little cliques, three players here, three players there. Yeah. Mates here, mates there. I mean, I was lucky. Um, Gary Woodcraft went over as well at the same time. So we, we sort of could make our own little clique. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we knew, we knew Chalky. Of course. Um, yeah. Keith White. Um, so, it, you know, it, it wasn't that I was on my own totally, but um, halfway through the season, I think I got an injury actually early on and I had a fallout with um, the manager because um, he wanted me to go across the other side of London when I was injured, when I just had a, a little girl born. Right. Um, and I, I sort of said, oh, is any chance that I can miss out on that trip? Because I've just got a little and da, 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 da. and he was, uh, he said, okay. And then um, when I was fit, never picture. Um, I was on the bench and the right back got injured and he moved one of the midfield players into the right back and he put me on up front. He'd obviously seen my Sunday football. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the writing was on the wall. Um, and so I left there and I went back to Woking where Jeff was. Yeah. I spent my last two or three years over at Woking, getting them out of the second division back yeah, up, yeah. Which, which, you know, was happening as well. We had a reasonable side over there by then. Now, uh, I was... Um... I once read in a in a Windsor program that you you had an ambition to have played 500 games for Windsor, which you obviously just fell short of. When yeah. You back, do you wish maybe you did give it a go under John Clements and try to reach that 500 milestone? Yeah, that would have been nice. But no, but at the time, uh, you know, I was 100 percent certain that I didn't want to stay there. So yeah, yeah. When I, I let a few supporters know that uh, I was speaking to you, I had a couple of questions that come through that they asked me to ask you. So one of them is around your goals, actually. So you scored some great goals at Windsor. When you look back, what was your favourite? Um, I think two, two favourites, really, both from a, a long distance. Um, I remember scoring one away to Gray's Athletic virtually 
I, I think I was. They left one man up on it was our corner. Right. They left one man up on the halfway line, and we had a player goal side of him, and I would stand in front of him so that if anything came out, he wouldn't get it. I would get it. And the ball got cleared and was coming out towards the centre circle. And I, uh, I just ran onto it and it was just sat nice. And I, I just smashed it and it ended up in the top corner. So yeah. that was um, one of my favourites. And, and pretty much the same sort of thing um, against Uxbridge. And Colin Smith used to tell me so many times how good this goalkeeper Uxbridge is. <laughs> and I managed to knock one past him from like 25, 30 yards. So, so I like that one as well. Now, another one. Um, you were Windsor's penalty taker for many years, but Chris Yates took over the duties in the 84-85 season. Why, why, why did they make the change? Well, what happened there, we had a decision made by the coach that we, we, we probably had three people that were happy to take penalties yeah. um, and we rotated around. So, like, Chris would take it. As soon as he missed one, then it would go to me. And right. as soon as I missed one, it would go to someone else. So that that's how it was done in at that time. So as long as you kept scoring your penalties, you stayed on penalties. But you're not, never going to score them all. Interesting. Ask Harry Kane. <laughs> indeed. <clears throat> indeed. Now, when you look yeah. at Stag Meadow, so obviously you came down to the reunion, the Stag Meadow pitch today is like a bowling green how much do you wish you could play on that surface today would be lovely well not today but <laughs> <laughs> yeah if that could have been like that when we played um because yeah as i said those same players that we had that we played in the mud they could all play they could all play football they were all, you know john richardson illy jeff chapman you know yatesy Lance Cadogan, we we had good skillful players right through the side, um, who who would have been good on a nice flat pitch, as they had at Woking. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, would loved it to have been like that. Um, I had to go to Gilloids and buy long rugby studs, <laughs> and had six of those in each boot. Even in the front ones that are supposed to be shorter, you had to have long studs to stand up on that Stag Meadow pitch. Now, when you look back at your time at Wind, like what did make Windsor and Eaton such a special club? It's it's just I I don't know really because it it wasn't totally like that when I first went there. Yeah. So when we had you know Ian McPhee, Steve McClurg, mm. nice guys, but nothing like. Um, it turned into in the 80s. Um, so I don't know, I put a lot of it down to maybe our success. It, it, it was a real family affair. Lots of people were taking, my mum and dad were going to all the away games. Um, they would drive. When we played up at Gisborough, they flew up to watch that game. Uh, Kevin Hill's uh, family, his, his dad, Vic, his mum, Maureen, um, his sister and his two brothers were, were there every game, home and away. Colin Smith's dad, George, and his uncle, Lionel, used to go. I mean, it may be because they're all drinkers, I don't know, because <laughs> <laughs> they, they obviously, they all had a good time. Um, so away games, you know, in the bar having a few beers and yeah. we were having good cup runs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't get a better recipe really than that, I suppose. Very much so, very much. And I guess also the fact that, as you alluded to, so a good chunk of you had known each other since school kids. Yeah, I mean, I mean Ke Kevin Hill lived eight houses away. Kev Mitch was across the road from him. <laughs> Jeff Chapman was around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really, you know, early on, we, we had a local side. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. South Town should have taken us all. It wouldn't have been so say. far first to go. Do you know what? It's it's, in, it's funny you say that because I've not asked that to, to any of the others. Like, why do you think none of you did go to all go to Slough? Was there just not the pathway, or I don't know. I, th- I think possibly at that early stage, Slough Town were probably had a bit more money mm. and were getting players from further afield. Um, and when you haven't got the money. You need local lads from around the corner. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we were too local for Slough. I don't know. Or mm. not not good enough. I mean, they, they were getting like Alf Darcy, who played in um, FA Trophy finals and stuff. Yeah. You know, from uh, Walton and Hersham and places like that. But So, um, you know, maybe they, they weren't looking at around the corner. Talk to me about some of the dressing room banter that you had. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. From uh, Bob King putting soap on players' hair whilst they got their eyes closed. Um, and they're just foaming up and foaming up. And Gary Edwards didn't like that trick. Um, one of our players, Kevin Hill, was dipping Nobby Beckett into... Our physio, Brian Lowe's lager. So Brian, Brian Lowe went off to the loo. He's got a pint of lager <laughs> and that pint of lager. And Nobby Beckett was um, dipped into it somehow. I'll leave that to your imagination. And, uh, yeah, we had uh, John Richardson. when We, we played at Leighton Wingate. I think it's Leighton Wingate. And after the game, we're jumping on the coach. And there's a fish and chip shop just 50 yards down the road. So we were all, you know, as we were fit and healthy, we'd already had a few beers. We went to get fish and chips down the road. And when we're coming back, Joel Richo drops his head down. There's this car park there. And there's this little old lady sitting in the passenger seat. John wanted to know what the time was. So he put his head down to go, excuse me, love, can you tell me the time? As he's put his head there, she's panicked. And she's wound her window up on his head. So he's got his head stuck in the door. It really hurt him. And he's just kicked her door. And um, she goes, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. So anyway, we all jumped back on the coach. Ten minutes later, the police pulled the coach over. The woman gets on and she's walking up and down trying to find John Richard. Well, what we'd done, he wasn't on the coach. Um, Bob King had taken his car. So John had jumped in his car and he took him back to Windsor. So the coach got pulled over and they couldn't find Richo. <laughs> but yeah, but some mad, mad, mad things. Ian Howard got went yeah. in the dressing room and got all, started getting his boots and socks on. Right. Uh, um, creamed up all his legs. Yeah. And then Colin comes in, calls him out. You're not in the 12 today. (laughs) (laughs) So poor old Ian, who's got all gear all over his legs. And he goes and tells him after. But he shouldn't assume, should he? Very true. Very (laughs) true. And then the the best one for, for me with Brian was we had a guy called Roland Terry came over and played from up for us. He was over sort of Wembley way. So he was right. coming quite a way. Yeah. And we were obviously playing over in Hertfordshire. So the coach was picking him up sort of out Uxbridge or Wembley way. So he's standing at the bus stop. We're, we're about half hour late. And he's standing there in the middle of winter, freezing at the bus stop. We pull up. Brian Cater goes to the front door, goes down the steps, says to Roland, let's Where's your bag? He gets his bag because we had nicely printed Windsor and Eaton bags. Yeah. Owns a zip, tips his boots and stuff out on the floor and says, we don't need you anymore. Gets back in the coach, shuts the door and we drive off. <laughs> and Roland Terry is just standing at the bus stop with, with his boots and his kit on the floor. Unbelievable.
Now, listen, I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. Um, so I ask this on every podcast, four or five questions, which are quick fire. But as I say to everyone, uh, they might be quick fire, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be easy. So first question. Okay. First question. Who was the best player you played with at Windsor and why? Probably say <clears throat> Chris Yates because he scored so many goals. It was so dangerous. He could do stuff on his own. So if we were bogged down defending, he'd still get you a goal. Um, so quality-wise, yeah, he's a good player. Toughest opponent in terms of like best, like toughest player you played against? I can't really remember one that I came off and thought, wow, that was difficult. But I have got a few bookings in the draw um, that says maybe some were a bit more difficult than others. Um, I haven't got one. Okay, there we go. I, I told I, they're going to be difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, of all of those FA Cup games, what was your favourite? Oh, I guess I'd have to say Burton Albion. If you're talking about against pro sides, then I'd have to say Gillingham. Um, but obviously the experience of going through that, that Bournemouth two or three weeks that we went through um, was, was nice to go through, but um, just a bit unfortunate. Oh. But I, th I think we were, we were superb at Gillingham and yeah, we yeah. were superb in a different way at Burton because they were a good side. And of all of those seasons you played at Windsor, you know, that season when we won the league and Burton and Bournemouth <coughs> and season, what was your favourite season? Well, we had some really good seasons, but I guess the best would have to be the 80-81 season. Um, we actually, we won the Athenian League. We came runners-up in the Athenian League Cup. We had a really good run in the Vars, our, our longest run ever, and we got to the semi-final, losing that awful game in extra time at Wickham. Um, we also had a good run in the FA Cup. We got through to the first round and, and played Wimbledon, um, having beaten teams from two or three leagues above us, like you know Tooting and Mitcham and Kingstonian, who were... Uh, in the Premier League of the Isthmian. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A couple of Southern League sides, Waterlooville and Gosport, um, we beat in that run. Um, and then also in that season, we had the, the pleasure of playing Red Star Belgrade in that fantastic yeah, friendly yeah. at, uh, at Stag Meadow. Um, and on a personal note, in that season, I managed to score 17 goals from right back. Um, wow. And that's in a season where we, we played 59 games. And I don't think I was ever present in that. I don't know how many I did play. But 17 from full back, I'm, you know, pretty happy with. So You'd take that every day, right? I think, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'd have to pick 80-81 as, you know, my best season ever. And... No, not a bad little haul of trophies there. No, I think it's fair to say if Colesburg did seasons, that that would be it. Yeah, uh, loved it. But loved every season. Um, and what a great set of lads. So, you know, no complaints. <laughs> I'm going to throw you one sneaky last question. Um, do you Do you ever wish you could pull your boots on one last time? Yeah, they're still in the garage. They're, oh, still, in, they're still in my red and green Winslow Neaton bag. And <laughs> I've played um, in every decade. So I've played in my, my 30s, 40s. I played in my 50s. I've played in my 60s. And when I hit 70, you can have a game. I might get the boots out and have another game <laughs> so i can't you you wouldn't be able to do it so perhaps i'll have a game of golf instead
<laughs> so I'm going to ask one more because you told me you played. Um, we didn't touch upon it. You so you played some veterans football for Windsor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk to yeah. me about that. We had a yeah, we had a side. Um, it was run by Tony Perry, um, yeah. and we we had some players. We had Kev, Kevin Hill played. Yeah, uh, I think John Richardson played. Yeah, I played Steve McClurg, who was around when I first joined. Um, and at one stage, we had um, John Walk was playing. Do I remember for us. this? So this would have been mid nineties. Ninety seven. Ninety-seven. We, we played in what they called the. It was like the Vets you had FA a really Cup. Strong cup run, didn't you? you had a really yeah, strong cup. we got we got to the Southern final, um, and I think the final was at Wembley. There was another um, Ipswich player, wasn't there, that played alongside yeah. John Walk? Yeah, I can't remember his name. He was yeah, um, yeah not so well known, obviously, as John yeah. Walk. Um, yeah, he played as well. Um, and we got to the Southern final and we played a side from South End, which was run by Peter Taylor, the ex-Tottenham and England manager. Yeah. And um, they had Bill Garner, ex-Chelsea, playing. Yeah. They had Peter Taylor playing. They had uh, ex-South End players that had just retired from, from football. So... Um, they had some like ex Billericay players that have won the FA Vars three years running or whatever. They so yeah, they had they had a really good side, and I think they they beat us one nil. And so that was uh, another one that I just missed out on. But <laughs> it's only a game. <laughs> it's only a game. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> John, listen, yeah. thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this evening. Um, really appreciate it. You're welcome. We'll have to meet up and grab a beer. 100%. 100%. And thank you to all of you for once again downloading. Um, and I look forward to bringing you another guest in a, in a few weeks' time.